Friday, May 25th, having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real-life challenges. I'm Tom Lamprecht, along with Pastor Harry Reeder. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. Harry, headline out of the Wall Street Journal, American women are having children at the lowest rate on record with the number of babies born in the United States last year dropping to a 30-year low. Some 3.85 million babies were born last year. That's down 2% from 2016 and the lowest number since 1987. The general fertility rate for women from ages 15 to 44 was 60.2 births per 1,000 women, the lowest rate since government began tracking it more than a century ago. In a Christian worldview, the having of children was seen as a calling from the Lord, that actually procreation was not only a blessing, it was in a sense a vocation, a desire, a calling. Now that comes, of course, from the fact that when God made us, man, male and female, Adam and Eve, the first parents, he then gave us three commands, be fruitful and multiply, subdue the earth, and rule over the creation. Note it, subdue the earth, that's the sanctity of work. Rule over the creation, that's the sanctity of stewardship of God's creation. And then be fruitful and multiply, that's the sanctity of sexuality within marriage, not only for the recreational blessings in each other's life, but also for the purpose of procreation, that we are to be fruitful and not add, but multiply. Well, now we are following the pattern of Europe in America, and now we're not even replacing ourselves. In fact, if America was not a desirable place to be for immigration, then we would not even be growing at all as a society. Our growth is significantly reliant upon immigration. We're not even replacing ourselves. This all began with the notion of Planned Parenthood, two parents and have two children to replace yourself. And so now we're about to 1.78 children per marriage, not even a replacement rate. When you begin to do that, you lose the sense of the blessing of children, the blessing of the multiplication of the legacy of families, the joy of having children, as well as the challenge that comes. And why is that happening? Well, if you have more than two children, you're being marginalized and shamed. Now, one of the great uh, challenges is the notion that you have children for self-fulfillment, not to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth with those who are raised in the home with a proper nurturing atmosphere from a father and a mother, but now you can have children for your own fulfillment. I remember after a wedding one time, a mother came up to me and she said, I just think my daughter ought to have children. I said, well, that's wonderful. She said, well, she's not married. And I said, well, then she needs to be married. And she said, why should that? If my daughter wants children to be fulfilled, why should she have to be married? And I said, well, to begin with, you don't have children to be fulfilled. It is fulfilling to have children, but you don't have children to be fulfilled. You have children to be fruitful and multiply. And when you have children, you're supposed to be responsible. And part of the responsibility is to provide a covenant home that is a covenant of marriage whereby the child knows there's two people committed to each other, which means when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to have a daddy and mama. The father providing what only a father can provide and the mother providing what only a mother can provide. 
And so now it was, let's get married and let's discuss whether we want to have children for self-fulfillment. Now it's, let's connect. Let's, we used to call it shacking up. Let's cohabitate. And then it's, you know what? Why don't we have a child? And then after they have a child, just kind of like you got to have a dog for a while and then we'll have a child for a while. And then now that we've got the child, do we want to be married or not? The statistics are astounding. Those who are having sex outside of marriage and the child is sitting here like a pawn. That child was brought into this world simply as an item to be displayed and enjoyed in life. It's all about my comfort, my nurture, and my self-fulfillment. You remember the song, Tom, sung on the playground, kind of a taunting song. There's Sally and Jack. First comes love, then comes marriage, then comes Jack with a baby carriage. But at least in the taunting, they got the order right. If we have the right view of marriage and the right view of procreation and that children are not a burden, but a blessing from the Lord, and the Lord's given us a covenant promise, I'll be a God to you and to your children after you. If that is true, there's a great opportunity for us as the world starves itself by its lack of procreation. We can be fruitful and multiply. And by the way, covenantal evangelism, bringing forth children who know Christ can be a great impact in a society, in a community, and in a neighborhood. Harry, let me bring up a sidebar issue. As you know, California often leads the rest of the nation in statistics. California officials recently said cases of sexually transmitted diseases reached a state record high last year. More than 300,000 cases of chlamydia, gonorrhea, and syphilis were reported in 2017, a 45% increase in the last five years. Amazingly, we've got these unbelievable advances in medicine that stem the tide, but it won't get rid of it. Here's the fact. Sex belongs within marriage. If we could take an entire generation, and if in the providence of God, instead of acting like animals in heat, but we were to put sex within marriage defined by one man and one woman for one life. And if we could do that for one generation, after that generation is through, give us 25, 30, 40 years after that generation faithfully put sex within marriage, then all sexually transmitted diseases would be gone. But vaccines are not going to get rid of them. I'm not saying don't get the vaccines. We need to always try to alleviate suffering. But I will tell you this, prophylactics, vaccines, and all of the behavior modification theories will not get rid of the fact. When you break God's law, and if you decide to have sex outside of a biblically defined marriage, then sexually transmitted diseases will rise. Here we are looking at a state that flaunts its rebellion against God's law, and the result is skyrocketing sexually transmitted diseases. That doesn't even give us a glimpse of what is happening emotionally in people's lives. Everybody thinks they look at the movies and they look at the pornography and all of that. By the way, after everybody's jumped around in bed to bed with each other, show's over, let's just go on with life. No, let me tell you what happens in real life. Broken homes, broken bodies, and broken lives. But let me tell you what can happen, and that is true life. And that life comes in Jesus Christ, who can forgive us of the shame and guilt of our sin, and even more than that, can transform us so that we can delight in his law. And we love to do that which pleases him. And we love not only the Lord to obey him with all of our heart, soul, and mind, 
because he has saved us from our sins at the cross, but we also love our neighbor enough so that no longer will we covet our neighbor's wife. No longer will we covet those relationships that lead to sexual activity outside of marriage and produce children who do not have the benefit of a father and mother and will likely seek out some kind of a gang as a substitute before long. That's what happens in real life. So I would like to encourage everyone to come to the true life of the Savior who loves you and will set you free from sin's guilt and power, and in that glorious freedom comes the great transforming grace that we can begin to walk in life. And whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, you can do to the glory of God, not the idolatry of sin. Harry, on Mondays today in Perspective, we're going to have a good follow-up program to what we talked about today. Christianity Today recently called through some research by Pew Research who found that evangelical mothers score high for balance and satisfaction in parenting, but at the same time, these evangelical women struggle with mom guilt. Yeah, mom guilt. Am I spending enough time with my child? Can I work outside the home? Let's take a look at that from a biblical world and life view. We'll do that on Monday's edition of Today in Perspective. As we close out for today, let me remind you there are a number of ways you can stay in touch with us, but the best way is by downloading the Briarwood app. It's yours free of charge. It is available at your favorite app store. Simply go to your favorite app store, type in Briarwood PCA. You'll have access to audio, video, and written resources that will challenge your walk in the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, this app is yours at no cost. Well, thanks for being with us today and this week. Have a wonderful weekend. Be sure and join God's people in the worship of our Heavenly Father on Sunday. Then stop by again on Monday for a conversation and a biblical worldview application as we put the issues of today in perspective.